Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Justin Box. So Luke 5 is a great passage of Scripture. It's the calling of the disciples and it's a different perspective to Matthew because when Matthew called Andrew and his brother Simon, which was later um, changed to Peter, um, they were, they'd just come from fishing. But um, Matthew's perspective, which I love the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke, which are very similar, they've all got different perspectives because at the moment I see my dad's face and Maz sees the back of his head. So we've all got different perspectives and I love that God inspired the writers but allowed them to have their perspective. I just love that. And so, so Matthew's is just a simple account of Jesus coming and saying, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. But Luke opens it up more and explains the story better. And I'm amazed that Matthew didn't, but Luke did because he was a doctor and he was a very detail-orientated person. So God allowed him and who he was and his characteristics and passions to flourish. Isn't God good? He does that for you as well. Some people love photography in here. Some people don't. And he celebrates you and will speak to you in that while the other person's something else. That's great. We love the Lord for that. So Luke's account is great because they came in from a long night of fishing and they didn't catch much, didn't catch many fish. It was their livelihood. They needed it. And we see that Jesus actually is speaking to a crowd of people. And they come in from a long night of fishing. And Jesus says, hey, um, hey guys, can I use your boat so that my voice can project a little bit better? Love G. He could have supernaturally upped the volume. He could have supernaturally just released angels to be around the group and started whispering invisibly and, and made them hear what he said. But Jesus loves practicality as well as presence and spirit. Yeah? There's so much going on in these stories. I'd encourage you to read the Bible. Like, serious. If you're anything like me, it's a struggle. Can we be real? Yeah? You can talk. But I love this. So Jesus is saying, hey, can I step in your boat so my voice can project a little bit more to these people who I'm teaching? And and they go through this amazing. and And then Jesus says some amazing thing. Because he realised they haven't caught anything. They're tired from overnight fishing because that's when they fished. And Jesus said, hey, I want you to go out to the deep water and I want you to cast out your nets. We know this. It's probably too long to be on a pillow, the, uh, the section. Um, but we know it really well. It might be on a poster somewhere in your house, the, the account of Luke 4, uh, 5. It might be there. But we know it really well. You know this story really well about the, the account of the fish, the catching the fish. But they, they, they said, Jesus, don't you understand that we've been fishing all night and we're tired and we haven't caught anything? So there was this no, there was a resistance, there was a we're not doing it. Who the heck do you think you are? And Jesus said, okay, come on, go out to the deep part and toss it over. And then they obliged. They did not do it immediately. So they went out to the deep water, they threw the net over, and we know the story. Scholars say, scholars say, it was about a ton of fish. Two weeks worth of fish in one moment. And I love this story because the disciples didn't want to hear him 
But when he spoke truth and life and solution from a greater perspective and they embraced it and they humbled themselves and applied his words, breakthrough happened. And I feel the Lord strongly encouraging us in this next season around the area of what are we letting in, what are we embracing in the area of feedback. Because in the, where we're living in a day of um, self and selfies, <laughs> if you scroll my Instagram feed, you might find a couple, but it's not all throughout. But we are. We, the, the last five, six years, it's, the selfie's been a big thing. It's a selfie. DIY, do-it-yourself, popular. The, the self-made millionaire is a great slogan. I did it on my own. The whole my, I did it my way thing. And we're actually, what social media was meant to do is bring people together. It's actually separating because of opinion. And it's actually been a disconnecting thing where we're not actually sharing feedback. We're just being critical and opinionated and abusive. And I feel like the Lord wants to highlight the fact that he loves feedback he actually loves looking at perspectives in our life and, and, and wants to be let in because he's got a great way of doing things. doesn't mean we come robotic and we only do something when we hear an audible voice. No, no, we trust the impressions. We trust our history with him of reading and knowing what he's like. We trust it. You, you have a green light. The kingdom is a green light. The kingdom is a green light until he pulls a red. Because if we live with a red light and then it's only green, then we uh, stop, start, should I pray for that person? And then we start being like Peter Garrett. (laughs) But the kingdom of God is a green light. It's green. It's always green unless he pulls a red. And that's having a listening ear to his voice. It's like, I wonder if, no, I won't say that. I was going to throw you under the bus. And I won't throw you under the bus. I'll keep you here safe. But I want to talk about feedback. It's not a flashy, I'm not really interested in fancy sermons. I want to learn and grow in my communication. Um, But this doesn't sound really sexy, does it? It doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound flashy or feedback. It's not a fancy title. It's not an easy thing to receive. It's not an easy thing to give. Feedback's a big deal. God loves feedback so much that when he created the earth, he said it was good. He said it multiple times. He did this and this and this and this, and he said it is good. Jesus loved feedback. We all want to grow in here. We all want to become. The whole goal, the whole master plan, the whole plan A for all of our lives, the big, big picture is for you to be conformed and transformed into the image of Jesus. That's the overall overarching theme and plan and goal of God for life on earth is for you to be conformed into the image of Jesus and grow and have your mind renewed in such a way that heaven is just flushing out of you every single day and lives are being transformed. Does that make sense? I'm learning more and more and more that if no one's actually speaking in, 
then our perspective of ourselves and what comes out through our words and actions is actually limited. Our, our perspective is this much and we think like we're okay. But to actually let someone in, because those boys, those young boys would not have actually caught that two weeks worth of wage if they didn't allow feedback. The whole journey of Jesus was about him giving feedback. Our whole parenting, if we could, you could sum up our parenting, is, is just constantly giving feedback. Feedback is not control. Feedback is responding to something that someone did or said. said. So feedback is actually really empowering. So it's not control. Feedback is a responsive thing. We see something, we, we watch something, and we give feedback. It's like a review. So with our kids, we empower them to do things. Sometimes if it's too dangerous, I'm going to grab him. I'm not interested in, in letting him fall off, and then I'll give him some feedback. So you busted arm, Cheech. How do, you, how do you feel right now? Let's ask some questions. That's silly. But there's a lot of things as, as, as we're growing and as, 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 as our kids are growing and learning, if they don't get feedback, they're not going to grow. If we don't actually come to the point where we actually go, I actually need feedback, I've got to allow someone to speak into my life outside of my spouse. Because you and your spouse can have the same view on 25 different things, exactly the same belief system and perspective. So who's speaking in to highlight things? Oh, this is a big deal. It's such a big deal. I was playing, what were we doing the other day? Um, we were throwing, oh, Bella, Bella actually, oh, a couple of years ago, Bella's throwing the ball and she's trying to get it high. And at her age, Pushing it wasn't an option for height. Pushing it was okay for um, like vertic- ver- oh, wow. horizontal, but it wasn't for vertical. So I was trying to show her. So she was doing it. She was getting really frustrated. I don't know where she gets that from. The, the stubbornness. I have no idea where she gets that from and the competitiveness. But she was, trying to, she was like trying to throw it up, but she's pushing it out. That's all she knew. And I can sit back and watch, but I've got a responsibility as a parent because I want her to grow. I want to give her feedback. I want to highlight some things to her. I want to encourage her. So I said, hey, baby, you can hold the ball like this and put it all the way down to your knees and then let go. And then she did it. And like that's trivial, that's small, but in the grand scheme of us and parenting, the feedback that we give to them is critical. I'll go as far as to say to the level that we embrace someone speaking into our life outside of our spouse will be to the level that you grow. Huge. I want to read some quotes. Um, Couldn't quite get it printed, but if you just put the first quote up, I want to read some quotes. Okay, we've heard of this guy. We all need people who will give us feedback. That's how we improve. Next slide. Feedback may not be agreeable, but it is necessary. It fulfills the same function as pain in the human body. It calls to attention to an unhealthy state of things. Winston Churchill. Next slide. This guy, Doug, you would have heard of this guy, I'm sure. He's a, he's a great guy. Uh, you may, you may, <laughs> I call him Dougie. Um, oh, that's funny, isn't it? Okay, you make decisions. You make decisions. 
take actions, affect the world, receive feedback, incorporate it into yourself, then love this. The updated you makes more decisions and so forth round and round. Is that good? Let's read that again from Douglas. Let's go back to Douglas. You make decisions. So we all do that. We take actions every day. We make decisions and actions every day. It affects the world. Pause, stop reading. Your choices and actions and decisions affect more people than you realise all the time. I'm not just talking about a decision to buy a car or go on a holiday or something that will affect the family. I'm saying like choices to be kind, to make time, to say yes and no. Constantly, we are, we are making decisions and taking actions that affect your world every day. But then we receive feedback, whether it's your conscience. If we haven't let someone in, obviously Holy Spirit's in us, and He will if we allow Him. We can easily not, and we push Him down, and conviction stops. But if we say, Holy Spirit, I want you to give me feedback. I want to know if my life is negatively affecting people around me because I don't want to hurt people. And how do I know that? If, if no one's saying that to me, how do I know? If I'm not letting God in, if I'm not letting people in, then I don't actually know if my life is affecting people or blessing people or encouraging people. We need feedback. We need significance. We need importance. We need value placed on us. I'm not just talking negative. I'm not just saying, hey, here's a mirror. Here's some blind spots. But I'm saying you need to know how awesome you are. You need to know how much you matter. You need to know what you bring to the table. You need to know how you are intricately wired. You need to know some secrets that are buried deep in your heart to be let out. You need the dreams called up and out. You need the, 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 the things that make you excited and burn and your why and your grace and your gift. You need that called up and out. You need feedback. But often... The giver is too shy to give it and the receiver puts a wall up and says no. And we've got this big disconnect in the area of feedback because feedback is earned trust. We don't just want anyone. It's like, hey, hey, what you said sucked on Sunday. How, how many times have you been here, Cheech? Oh, it was my first Sunday. Mm, not listening. But then you might know someone that's been here for 20 years, but there's no connection and there's just a full on, hey, this is what you need to do. And I'm like, mm, I want to humble myself enough to listen and to take notes, but I want some trust developed. I want to build with you and I want to give people full permission. I want to choose. I want to make a decision to give people permission to speak in and give me feedback. We do it in staff meeting. We go through stuff. We go through my message. I've given, I said to Mitch last week, I said, mate, if you see anything or feel anything that I'm saying or doing, I want you to say it. And I said, because I feel like I've done two weeks in a row, I'm doing two weeks in a row. And I said, the last couple of times I've done two weeks in a row, I felt like I've just repeated the same sermon. Yep, you have. Um, and he nodded and said, yeah, you have. I'm like, I nearly hit him. <laughs> There's no CCT cameras here. Um, but I said, I said, seriously, what, why didn't you tell me? Like, I said, I'm saying it again. You have full permission, Mitch, to speak into my life because I cannot see everything. 
I can think, I, kill, I can listen to it and think, oh, mate, an oracle genius. <laughs> is, that, is that English? Yeah, is that English? No, it's not. So can we read this again from Douglas Hofstadter? Yeah. You make decisions and you take actions that affect your world. You receive feedback, incorporate it into yourself, then the updated you, the renewed mind you, the transformationed you, wow, makes more decisions and so forth round and round. This is life. But if we don't allow feedback, wow, this is harsh, you'll be stunted. If you don't prune a bush, it'll shoot up and the stuff's on top, it'll eventually just suck as a bush and it'll be no good. Next, Elon Musk. Who knows Elon Musk? I'm sure it's Musk. It's not Musk, is it? It's Musk. Who, you know him? Everyone knows him? He invented... Oh, wow. Elon. Elon Musk. Ellen Musk. He sounds German too. Elon Musk. Okay, so everyone's heard of him. He made up the electric car, I think. Is that right? Tesla? Tesla, it's not Tesla, Tesla. All right, so this guy um, has showed some initiative. People that, make, uh, people that grow in success do not get there without failing lots of times. Michael Jordan said, as we pause Mr. Moosk, Michael Jordan said that I missed way more shots than I made. But no one remembers that. Great quote. I think it's very important to have feed, a feedback loop. I like that. I think it's very important to have a feedback loop where you're constantly thinking about what you've done and how you could be doing it better. Where's Ken? Come here, mate. Aaron, come here, buddy. Yeah, okay. So what we're going to do here, guys, um, so I just want you to set up for your golf swing, all right? I despise illustrated sermons. Oh, man, and I'm doing one. Okay, so, so feedback, feedback can be given all kinds of ways. We've got to understand that feedback is not criticism. Feedback is not critical. It's not harsh. It's not mean. I want to I wanna read. Stay there, guys. Where's my phone? There it is. I want to read these quotes. This is what criticism means. Criticism. The expression of disapproval of someone or something on the basis of perceived faults or mistakes. It's a disapproval. It's a verbal no good. This is feedback. Information about reactions to a product, a person's performance of a task, which is used as a basis for improvement. Can you see the difference? Feedback is critical. We cannot grow without feedback. Let's just look at sport. Why do, why do sports people have coaches? To encourage them, to support them, but to give them feedback. How do swimmers um, get get um, knock off like a seconds off their swim. 
It's a training, of course. It's consistency, of course. But it's encouragement, it's support, and it's feedback. Hey, I can see this because I used to be a swimmer here up, like back in the day, and I, and I won medals as well, and I'm more experienced than you. That's why you wanted me to be your coach. You've let me in. So I'm going to highlight stuff that I see on that. And I'm not a swimmer, but on that, on that, Oh, let's use golf. But on that downswing, let's talk about golf, something I do know about. On that downswing, your elbow's bent. It's not straight. If you straighten that, it'll be way better. What's happening? It's feedback. What's happening in your life? Uh, have you let someone in? It's full on. Because if we don't let people in to say, hey, this is how I'm experiencing you. This is what I've perceived, or this is what you did, or and the creative team have grown in this over the last four years, and that's where they're at. This is this is why they're at where they're at, why they're at where they're at. It's so good because they're growing, they're learning, they're stepping out, they're growing, they're leading, they're learning, and it's all because of feedback. I'm growing in my speaking because of feedback. I never added any examples or stories ever. It was just all scripture like five years ago. And Lee's like, boring. I'm like, you're boring. I'm not casting my net into the sea. I'm fine with my two fish. It's like, are we okay with two fish? Have not we been called to an abundance of fish? Boys, come here, please, uh, Ken. Okay, just, um, just face the, the people. Um, as you're like, that's the fairway. They're the fairway. So I just, just love you to, um, I'm a professional golfer, been on the PGA Tour for 25 years and Ken's asked me to be his golf coach. I'm a golf pro, I'm excellent. Scored 89 yesterday at the Dunes Golf Course PS and I'm actually pretty good. Um, so Ken asked me to speak into his life and good on Ken because Ken wants to grow. So hey Ken, um, great to have a lesson with you again, pal. Can you just show me uh, your swing please, how you've been developing? Real, really good, mate. Really good, mate. Okay, so, so your head came up a little bit quick, okay? And what that does often is it pulls the ball left, okay? So from my experience, because I'm amazing at golf, I would encourage you, I'm being a bit facetious, um, I would encourage you, bud. And I called him bud, so that's even worse, champ. So I just want to encourage you, champ. Um, <laughs> I, I want to encourage you, mate, seriously. Um, I worked on the head thing and it took a few strokes off my uh, score. So I want you to do it again, but just keep your head down and then you can look up to see the ball. Is that okay? Oh my goodness! You're better than me. You're amazing. You can sit down. Thanks, Cheech. Okay, come up, buddy. Did you see the improvement in the shot, guys? Did you see where the ball landed? Okay, so... This is criticism. <laughs> hey, Aaron. Hey, All right, I want you to hit 70 metres, okay? See the stick down there? I want you to hit it. I want you to hit the stick, okay? Hit the stick. Stop! <laughs> Wrong. I'm not sure what's wrong, but it's just wrong. It's boring as well. Try again. 
I'm going to give Aaron feedback after church. (laughs) All right, go again. Yeah, probably the worst shot I've ever seen. And who told you those pants look good? (laughs) You can sit down. So that, but that's like, and I feel, I love you. And he's better at golf than me. But this is honestly, deep down, we know this is important. And we really find it hard to let people in because we're fragile people. We've got history, we've got experiences, we've got wounds, hurts, we've got this whole thing that's in us that regarding people and leadership and, and shepherds in the church and people that look after us and encourage us and we're still working this whole thing out and it's hard, it's difficult. Trust is consistent behaviour over a period of time. So it doesn't happen in an instant, but if we never commit to it, we can come to a point where we've actually never received feedback and we're just in that category where you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And it's the worst statement ever. It was coined by a person who was not interested in feedback. Oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's just the way she is. It's horrendous. And it's not life. It's not positive. It's not growing. It's stunted. We can't grow without it. The, the, the large goal for our church is that in some period of time, I'm praying in the next three or four years because it's going to take time. My heart is that every single person in this room would commit to go on a journey where you would pray, pursue, ask questions and ask for help to find someone who will speak into your life and that knows everything about you. Not two, not three, not four, not ten. That's stupid and dysfunctional. But just one person that knows everything about you, that can treat you according to the gold and not according to what we're not. Because you're not what you're not. That's great. Like you're not what you're not. You are according to the gold that's inside you that he put in you. And if we're not actually allowing people in to speak and to encourage, we're missing the whole point to life and family and together because Feedback was God's ideas and we all have blind spots. We all have blind spots. You read Paul's letters. What is he doing to the church? He's highlighting what they're doing and he's giving feedback. What did Jesus do in Revelation 1 to 4? He's highlighting what they're doing. I can see your good works. I can see your deeds. You're being celebrated here. But this I have against you. You've forsaken your first love. What's that? Is that criticism? No. Criticism pushes you down and makes you not want to try again. Feedback empowers and encourages you so that you can improve. And Jesus was all about it. The disciples went into the city and they were old covenant thinking. They're like, they're not receiving your healing. Let's burn down the city. (laughs) And Jesus has been healing, kindness, grace, mercy, amazing. And they're like, let's set fire to the city and kill everyone in it. And Jesus is like, whoa, you don't know what spirit you're from. <laughs> like, you don't know. That's, is that critical? No. Is it, is it full on? Yeah. But is it life and spirit carried with grace and peace so that we can actually go, yeah. Because my words contradicted all your teaching. <laughs> what I'm saying over myself and what I'm saying over my friends and what I'm saying over my work colleagues. And what I'm saying to my other Christian friends about the pastor. And what, um, 
Oh, sorry, I didn't say that. Um, and what, oh my goodness, that was just a thought. Um, and what am I saying to my other colleagues about other colleagues? Isn't lining up with what he thinks. And if no one's actually saying anything, hey, I've noticed that you just talk really badly about all your coworkers. Talk to me. Are you okay? This is called feedback. This is healthy. It's asking questions. Next week, we're going to talk about feedback and how, as a giver, we can learn tools. And as a receiver, we can go on a journey to embrace it because this takes the highest doses of humility out of anything. To actually let someone in and say, hey, this is how I'm experiencing you. Can I ask a question? Because it doesn't feel like this is what you want. Asking questions like, hey, what's going on to make you do that? One of the best lines I've ever said to anyone after a crazy conversation was, were you happy with our conversation? And they said no, I said no, and we both cried. And we worked it through. And that's feedback. I could have left it and said nothing, and, and we would not be connected. We all need feedback. And, and, and I would go as far as to say, and this is full on, but if we don't allow feedback, are you ready for this? If we, I don't want to say it. If we don't allow feedback, we will be deceived. We will live in high doses of deception. We, you won't need to look for the enemy. Like, you, it's nothing, I'm not even talking about him attacking or saying anything. That's a whole other thing. But we know he's defeated, disarmed and disempowered. But when we start to not have feedback, we're agreeing with his way of thinking. We're partnering with his world because he didn't want feedback when he tried to steal the show in heaven and he was flicked out. Feedback's a massive deal. You will grow if you let people in. I get it's a journey. I get it's hard. I get it won't happen next week or the week after. Maybe we just say yes supernaturally. People just land in our, yeah, can we receive that? We just declare it right now in the name of Jesus. If Mitch could jump up, that'd be great. We declare it in the name of Jesus that the deep things in our heart would be exposed so that we know how amazing we are. So that we would know also of things to work on. Because the coach, we can see what resulted in Nick Kyrgios and Bernard Tomic's performances and behaviour. I'm not talking about this tournament, but over the last five years. Both of them didn't have a coach. Public knowledge, not slamming them. Because God created them and they're amazing. Whenever we want to bag someone, just say, God, what do you see about them? Oh, so good changes everything. Someone annoys you, write them a prophetic word. You don't have to give it to them, but now you've got a lens that you can see them through. This feedback deal's hard. It's tough. But like God said, old men will dream dreams. What's the point of dreaming if it's not possible? What's the point of dreaming about change and transformation and and growing if it's not possible? You were designed to have people in your life that know everything about you so that, that they can genuinely champion you and love you and be for you, be for you, and they know the stuff. 
because we've all got a list. But if you can let people in enough, and to the degree that you let people in will be to the degree that you get breakthrough. If you don't let people in, you'll never get breakthrough in some areas. That's not like a negative declaration. It's just true. Because the Bible says like we've got to expose stuff and get it out in the light. That's why just in Psychology 101, talking is king. Just five minutes of talking and letting out what's in your head is king. It changes everything. But then when we go on a journey to actually listen and humble ourselves, to close, the Bible says that God does not give us humility. It actually says that we're to clothe ourselves with humility. Massive. And, and the Bible says that He gives grace to the humble. But He opposes the proud. I've got to keep going for a couple of minutes. The Greek context for that is that He gives kindness and favour to those that clothe themselves. What does kindness and favour do? It gives you the ability that you didn't have before. So it helps you share with people, helps you go on the journey of letting people in. Because that will be the determining factor if you grow or not, promise. But then the opposing the proud in the Greek is to set a wall up against. So it's saying that God's saying, and He's kind, always kind. I'm going to give grace to the humble, but I just my character and nature and who I am, I, I can't entertain the proud. That's why Satan left, because of pride. But what he's saying is, so if there's pride, I'm loving, I'm constant, my love never runs out, it's always for you, but, but I'm opposing this pride. And, and until you clothe yourself with humility, breakthrough is not possible because I'm here going, I give grace to the humble. And my kindness and favour is around you and in you and on you for all lots of things. But this situation, you're not letting me in. You're actually opposing me by being prideful. And I want to release grace to you when you choose, I need to let someone in. And I promise you, and He's promising us today, that if we would do that, it will rain down breakthrough. It will rain down significance. You will come alive It's challenging and it's hard, but there is a person that He's set up to, to encourage you. And if we're okay with just the okay, then that's fine. Am I fine? Let's stand to our feet. I love this quote that I saw on Facebook from one of Hill's friends. And it said, you've got two choices. I'm just going to read it. We are faced with two options, evolve or repeat. Not a harsh word today. Not a word that's, from my perspective and the Lord's perspective, meant to bring any condemnation. Never, ever, ever the heart or the goal. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. It's never an option. convictions from the Holy Spirit and really if we broke down conviction to layman's terms it's feedback it's the Holy Spirit as we come on, let's just talk with Him yeah
It doesn't have to be out loud, but just start to just think about your life. Think about, I want you to think about, do you have someone that you've given full permission to speak into your life? How do you go when people give you feedback? Are you open for feedback or do you just do things your way? Because I guarantee the dreams in your heart have a lot more chance of coming to pass if we let people in. If we let people in and let the Holy Spirit in. David said in Psalm 139 verse 23 and 24, Test me, O God, and make sure there's no offensive way in me and lead me onto the way everlasting. Feedback is a theme in the Bible. It means so much to God. And I feel like He's gracing us with this ability to start with small groups and put ourselves out there and then grow on this journey of having someone who will speak into our life. In Jesus' name.